Costa throws it down. Welcome to Coast to Coast, an NBA podcast by the fans for the fans. My name is Chris, and hosting with me is my guy Ronan. Tune in every week as we dive into the hottest content and emerging rumors across the league. Dodgers pulls up three pointer. Don't miss a beat. Whether it's a star on the move or the Knicks acquiring another forward, we got you covered. Zion for four for four! Welcome to the NBA! The game is constantly evolving, and whether it's by the eye test or advanced stats, we'll give you the analysis you need to take your fandom to the next level. Here's Davis, 4-3 in the win. Oh, it's good! Anthony Davis has won it for the Lakers! Sit back and relax. Coast to Coast starts now. Coast to coast, it's been a minute. Ron, it's so good to see you. Man, I've been bursting at the seams and waiting to talk about this. Unfortunately, you know, as schedules be, while the Bucks are out there celebrating, we're, we're here working like the average uh, average American. This this podcast is by the people, for the people, man. We, we, we got day jobs to do, but finally we can get on the air here. What's up, man? Are you ready to talk some finals basketball? Oh, man, I've been so excited since watching that. I, I was, like we said before, my heart was in it for the Suns, but... Watching Giannis's performance on Tuesday night, man, I'm so happy he got that job. They got this, got this title, and the performance, arguably one of the, the best I've ever seen, maybe even the best. Look, Bucks and fans will not be that surprised. They were already screaming Bucks and six in Game Three after after the Bucks arguably got, you know, they they got spanked. Let's be honest. In the first two games, it looked like the Suns were were rolling. They got everything going. Then in game three, it started to turn, and the Bucks fans are just going crazy at the end. Bucks and six. You know, I, I thought that was crazy. That was crazy. That, that's such crazy fandom, and they were right in the end. Giannis is, you know, we, we don't have to go through all the things. If, if you want to see all the very specific, nuanced um, uh, ways that Giannis proved that he's part of the NBA's greatest of all time, I mean, just look, look at what Brian Windhorst put out. I mean, his name belongs in so many different categories of how he produced over the finals here. And, you know, we, we can talk about so many things here, but I think it all definitely starts at, as you, as you love to say, there's only one place to start and it's gotta be honest, man. Like this, this guy is not just a two-time MVP, not just a defensive player of the year, most improved late, late first round pick. You know, he's not, he's not just all the, he's going to be the next face of the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's still 26, which is what's scary. I mean, obviously, you notice it when uh, when you see the transformation he made from his rookie year to what he's looking like now. Uh, that's a literally man, man, and boy. But this guy is still just 26 years old. He's just become the third player ever to do to be MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and Finals MVP. The only other two that have done it, Michael Jordan, Hakeem Olajuwon. It's pretty yeah. pretty good company to be to be keeping. And the best part of it all was he got them the W from the free throw line. The guy that cannot take a free throw. Literally, the start of these finals, I was looking at Giannis. Or not even the start of these playoffs, I should say. I was looking at Giannis thinking, free throw shooting is what's preventing this guy from being truly elite. And he struggled the whole way. He only shot 55, 59% 
in the other five finals games. But when it really mattered, this guy, he stepped up 17 and 19 from the free throw line. Like, I mean, that's... That's, that's the game. Curry. That's, that's a, the game. It is. We're gonna, we're gonna, yeah. Curry numbers like that's unbelievable. We're, we're gonna remember his blocks. We're gonna remember steals and remember these dunks. But what won them the game? Giannis is gonna do all that. But what won them the game was him tightening it up on the free throw line and delivering. And it's it's definitely it's definitely been a huge impact for him to be shooting from the line at home. People are counting to ten, <laughs> and it's <laughs> man, you, you know you know why they lost, right? You know why the Suns lost. It's because of money, man. That, that, that was it. I think the world's <laughs> and the basketball gods turned on the Suns as soon as they started showing the $100 bill, man. And you got Giannis should have just uh, took it to a full minute, let this guy run out of bands. But anyways, we're, we're, we're done. That guy's, that guy's not in, in our minds anymore. But for Giannis to do this at home, I expected it. That's why, that's why I didn't think that the Suns had a chance that they're going to lose that. That Giannis was going to bring it home. And I don't know about you. The, the, the Suns, I mean, they, they fought and they played they played the game right the, all the way through. They had a chance the whole game to win it, um, especially with the way that they, they were playing the second quarter. But Giannis just outwilled them here. And, you know, it, th- there's no stats behind that. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say that the Suns packed it in, but they did not have even half the determination and fortitude through those moments that Giannis had late in that game, I, I, I don't think that they had it to the same mental level as Giannis did. I mean, he had that Kobe it factor more than Devin Booker did, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, we kind of saw the, ultimately, we saw the signs of that, the fact that this is such a young Suns team and this was their first experience of the finals, not, not just the finals, but playoff basketball. And you could see, the impact the last few years in the playoffs has had on Giannis and this entire Bucks team. And that came out in these finals and that drove them to, to finally get up, get over, get over that hump, get over that line. I don't want to hear any bullshit about there needing to be an asterisk on this title win. I don't want to hear any of that crap. The Bucks went out and won this championship. Giannis put himself right up there in the conversation with all the best that have done it in the NBA finals. And it's just, they, they were, they were a better team ultimately. And they had the will, the impact of losing those last few years, it all came out and they took their chance in a big way. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I, I I'm there with you. I'm not going to tear down this championship at all. And this, this is like one of the, I think this is one of the greatest stories. Um, of a, of a championship that I've that I've seen a long time. Just just to see the the faces who made it, the, the redemption stories. We talk about Giannis. How about we talk about Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, PJ Tucker finally winning his first, Coach Bud redeeming himself. Everyone's very quiet about the adjustments he's made, but he's been fantastic this whole run. So, I mean, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. But I'm I, I am going to feed in a little bit to the fact that I'm not going to put Giannis over anybody when it comes to conversations about rings, I'm, I'm not gonna, and this is why the rings conversation diver, deserves so much nuance because a championship just isn't a championship. It, it, it's an indicator of, of team greatness and success. So everyone went through the same COVID shit and, and uh, illness and, and everything throughout this, this season. But, you know, when, when you break it down, I'm, I'm not gonna value his, his championship run here over someone like Dirk, for example, 
Yeah. I, I think when people start talking, okay, greatest international player, like, is he better than Dirk? No, he's not better than Dirk. Because if you're just going to talk about the championships, the championship that Dirk won against Lakers, prime Kobe Lake. I mean, he was, he's, Kobe was still, people need to understand, Kobe was still in his prime at this point before he got injured. He had to defeat the Lakers, had to go through the Spurs, and they had to go through the Heat. He had to go through LeBron. I mean, that, that, like something like that, I, I've, I've seen that thrown around a bit. I, I'm not going to, to look at Giannis's championship in and of itself as something that puts him over some of these other great players. Yeah, no, I think that that, that, that is, uh, that's definitely fair enough. Um, I mean, you look at the, diff, the different times that it's happened for, for, for guys when they, 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 they just ultimately take their chances. Those, this is that sort of moment with, for Giannis. He, the last few years, we thought it was done. I mean, we were telling Giannis that he should never sign that deal with uh, oh my God, yeah. with Milwaukee. And now look how stupid we all look now. We were thinking this is the, the last chance for Coach Bud. And they gave themselves the worst possible opportunity to win it all because they had their worst record in uh, since uh, Coach Bud has taken over. But yet, this is the year that they were able to take their take their shot and take and and get their get their ring. What would have been the opposite reaction here if the Bucks lose this? How this is this is such a sweet moment for for the Bucks. And I don't want to say that, you know, it was an expectation, but it was definitely, this was the next step. I mean, the Giannis needed this from the Bucks, but what would have been the opposite reaction if they make it here and then they lose and then everyone's starting to say, instead of Drew Holiday is one of the most elite players in the defensively in the NBA and excusing his, his very Eric Bledsoe-like performance, they go from that to, you know, we got to get this guy out of here. What do we trade him for? Everything like that. And Chris Middleton, I mean, how, how would he be maligned for his, his first couple of performances? I mean, it's crazy how this is going to flip because I think that the Bucks were in such a precarious situation because you said it, they almost lost their star. But Gian- Giannis proved to everybody that he truly is that elk of a loyal player that's going to stay with the team for the long haul. But, you know, the spot that they started out with early on in the season, this is such a – an amazing turnaround for, for a team that you weren't sure where maybe they'd be two years from now. This this does everything. And Giannis said it. He said, we, we might not ever win again. I mean, that that was not a planted statement. That was completely genuine from the heart and the flow of conversation. I mean, it just came from him genuinely that he could picture himself playing with the Bucks forever, like for the, till the end of his career and not winning another championship. I mean, that that that's what I gathered from that statement beyond anything else. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's he he he's done what he promised to do for this franchise. Uh, I think it was 2014. He made the, he made the call. He would not leave this team until they were they were of a championship standard, or or not not just that but they won a championship. He's come good on that promise. Now he's he feels probably feels like he's playing on borrowed time. He not that he's going to slack off or anything, but he's done what he came to do. He's put Milwaukee back on the map, back on the. The big stage where where they were back with uh, back with Kareem, they're in the conversation now. Whenever you're talking about when you're talking about the best teams in the league, the team that are going to be challenging for championships year after year, they're going to be in that conversation, and that's all because of Giannis. And that's that's a monster turnaround for from what they were at, even when they drafted Giannis. Yeah, uh, how do we how do we look at Chris Middleton after this series? Where, where does he start to fall in our our lay of the land? in terms of the best 
players? How about the best wings in the league? Where does he fall with the Jimmy Butlers, with the Paul Georges? Not the Kawhis. It's not there. Maybe not. He's not the not the Tatum's. But where, where does where does he start to fall? Do do we feel when we look at somebody taking clutch shots? Would you take Paul George or Chris Middleton? I'm happy. I'm happy to take Chris Middleton in that situation. To be totally honest, you have. I mean, that that's just factual right now. Like yeah. Chris Middleton led led all players in the playoffs in clutch points. Yeah, and that, in the finals as well, eighteen clutch points in the finals to to lead the way. This after this, not this, Devin Booker. Yeah. It's Chris Middleton. After this playoff run, after this finals run, I'm looking at Giannis and Middleton now, and I'm I'm saying that they're an elite duo in the NBA. They're showing their their quality mm. as an elite level duo. Mm. Biggest thing that that made me think that was the fact that Middleton struggled all game while Giannis put the team on his back. But then in the clutch moment with just under a minute to go, the ball was in Middleton's hands and he made a jumper to push the team to six points ahead. And that's kind of the basket that ultimately clinched the the uh, the win. And that was kind of the basket that that let the let the books re- relax a bit and realize, okay, we, we've got this now. We've we we've won. And that's why I mean, they, they have, yeah. impressive. Yeah, and, and he he fills that role. And everybody, everybody needs this now. And, and what I love about the playoffs is like, it's almost like everyone starts to remember like, oh, this is what a really good team needs. Like throughout this, throughout the season, we're all like, oh, what does this team need? What does this team need? And then at the end, we're like, oh, they need a CP3. They need a, a Middleton. And then they need to start like, yes, you know, I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding, everybody. Like we're, we're, we're looking at teams like Sexland and we're thinking, oh, how are they going to figure out a two-guard lineup? It doesn't work. I mean, you, you need guys like Middleton in the finals to, to win. I mean, that is the formula that's that's constantly been what works in the NBA. And, and Middleton is that guy. And you're, man, you're, I'm glad you said that because I, that was such a a topic that he was consistently left out of. And, and the Bucks and Giannis were just constantly looked at as a solo act. And by the numbers, Middleton has been doing it for a while now. And you know, I think that he might have an opportunity to. I, maybe not be better, but at least get better recognition for it. Because, yeah. I mean, his name is on the map. And this guy is not recognized for anything. And that's how he likes it. He likes to stay under the radar. But, you know, we're, we will start to look at his performances a little, with a little bit of a closer eye that, you know, we're given to guys like Jimmy Butler. We're given to guys like Paul George. And Chris Middleton absolutely deserves to be mentioned as a star in this league and not just simply Giannis' sidekick. Yeah, 100%. I think it's almost a good thing, ultimately. It's probably going to change now that they're, that they're NBA champions, but ultimately, it, it works so well for the team that Giannis is just such a superstar that all the focus generally goes to him, no matter what Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton do. And that, that works for them. That, that has a real positive impact on what Chris Middleton can do, because even when he can have that off game, you know, they're still just going to look to Giannis for, for whatever reason, whether it's a win, a win or, or a defeat. Now, maybe that's going to change a bit and we'll see how he, how he reacts to that. But the dynamic of the books works so well and, and you hope that they, 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 only, they only get better from here now. Here's the thing, and that this isn't to be I, – I don't want to talk about this too soon because I'm still so happy for Giannis. I want to talk more about that. But, you know, it's in my mind because we're, we're talking about them getting better because I, I just don't see it. I, 
I don't see how they're going to get better because of their current roster construction. And I, I think, you know, you're not going to change up a championship team after you won, especially with how the Bucks front office has organized, has worked for the past couple of years. So honest question, as currently constructed, do you think the Bucks have a chance to survive a seven-game series against the Nets if the Nets are fully healthy? That's a big if, for sure, but it's a question, yes or no. I say yes. Got a chance. I'd still be favoring the Nets, no doubt about it, but I think they, they definitely hold their own a lot better than uh, probably <laughs> at, the, at this very moment than any other team in the, in, in the NBA. Okay, that's fair. Maybe you're a little, you're a little bit more optimistic. Your, your, your glass is still a little rosy after after watching Giannis cry on the sideline there. You're, <laughs> you're, you're thinking a little too much. But I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know that that we're going to see such a big difference from one year to the next. In the same way that how far did the Bucks make it in the bubble? Not not even, I mean, just over, a, what, a year ago, right? I'm, try, I'm trying to think the yeah. amount of time, but Bucks got swept in the playoffs, and we're sitting here a year later. They're a champion. So, I mean, the difference that we're going to see in the opposite direction, I think, is going to be crazy because the Nets are, I mean, the Nets, I would still bet all my money on that. You know, they have a year to, to get healthy. If they're healthy, they're, that, that's that's NBA champion right now. I, I, I don't even know what are the moves other teams can make right now, but they have a pretty solid chance, and I don't think the Bucs have what's – what it takes to do it so sorry I, i'm looking too far ahead right now but it's like to, to think about if the team how this team's gonna look next year if they're gonna look better i know they're not gonna look different but that's just on the horizon Giannis is probably thinking about it eventually i know dad so Giannis is already thinking about what the, what they can do next i think uh the big thing is you you, you talk about the kind of the moves that you don't want to make but in reality they're gonna have to be the this could this is likely the last kind of hurrah for guys like PJ Tucker, like Brooke Lopez, as good as they were. If they really want to challenge next year, I don't think they can do it with Brooke Lopez and, and PJ. Bobby Tucker Portis time as starters. Uh, Bobby Portis, man, <laughs> crazy <laughs> eyes, crazy eyes. That guy is he look when you look into his eyes, you look into the eyes of um, an, an a demented man. <laughs> I, I love this man. Look, Bobby Portis is number one. He is the best bowler in his county. That should that should be known to everybody around. Okay. He's one of the one of the best bowlers in Arkansas. Not only that, but I've seen it in Chicago. I saw it in New York. And to see him do it on the biggest stage, to be honestly, just, just to have the absolute heart of a champion. I mean, this guy. You, you you hate him because he, he looks so intense all the time and you're like, oh, he, he, he's the, the typical guy that fans love to look at and be like, oh, he's a tryhard. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's not that good, so why is he acting like that? But man, th- this guy plays with passion at all times that he's on the court and that translates into the funniest moments in the finals, like mm-hmm. Chris Paul looking like a five-year-old child swinging <laughs> at a giant. He's just laughing at him. Every time he's hitting a, a big three-point, every time he's hitting a dunk, I mean, he's just getting the whole crowd crazy. He's getting the, the, the whole team crazy. And to see him do it on the Bucks, man, it's, it's crazy. To see the direction of his career ever since the, the unlucky punch to Nikola Miritich. Everyone knows him as, as, as Punch Bob. But, <laughs> and I'm, I'm so happy to, to see that guy finally make it to where he was at. 
Yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. He was another great, another great story. There was there was almost too many great stories out of this uh, Bucks winning the championship, but he is he, he is a key member of the of a guy that you want on a championship team, a guy you need. He's kind of your your contributing hype guy for the for the most part. He's just, he's just a hype guy. He's never going to take all the credit, or he's never going to be your highest scorer in a game. But he's going to contribute. Yeah, you never key, know. He's going to contribute in key moments, and he's gonna he's gonna get the crowd hype behind you, and he's gonna get the whole team hope to 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 get out there and, and give it their all. On the other side, let's talk some Suns because I I think you know Suns deserve some some analysis here because I think that you looked at the first two games, they're getting into their sets, they're getting everything that they wanted, and it seemed pretty obvious that you know they would at least take this to to six, maybe seven, but they they were likely going to win the series the way they were playing. And it wasn't just home court advantage. I think Bud did so much to, I mean, a huge thing is one, eliminating Chris Paul's playmaking and and um, forcing everything in the middle, not letting corner shooters get three. Like there, there were just a huge amount of adjustments that Bud did, Bud deserves credit for, that allowed the Bucks to play the way they did and still win these games. I mean, it, the Suns tactically were getting as way more three-pointers. They had way more possession. And, and I think just getting beat on the boards killed them. But the Suns, I feel like this was pretty close to their last shot, the way the West was looking. I mean, both, both these teams could have been thinking this, but where, where does Chris Paul go from here? How, how does how do the Suns figure this out from them? Do they just re-up? Do they try again? No. If, if Looking at it right now, I'm saying – as good as this season was and, and as important as Chris Paul was to this, if I'm them, I'm saying you do not need to try too hard to get to, to run it back with Chris Paul next year. I'm saying they need to make this Booker's team. But they've got the taste of it. They've got they've they've had Chris Paul in for the year. Now Booker's got to take control of this team. He's it's gotta be his team. Guys like Bridges needs to to, to step up that little bit more. Aiton needs to do the same. It was There was one moment in, the, in, the, in game six when I saw them have a technical free throw and Chris Paul took it and missed. And I know it's, it's nothing to him to take a technical free throw, but I was like, I feel like I've seen Chris Paul miss a lot of these technical free throws. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I don't like. is an elite free throw shooter. <laughs> He is the elite scorer on this team. Why the hell is he not taking the, the, the technical free throws? Chris Paul's and a better free throw shooter. It, it's it's a better free throw have it done the other. Come on, like they're both <laughs> I, they're, they're, he they're, was they're also pretty, pretty well level. Like, but no, I, what point well taken in, in the aggregate that Chris, that Chris Paul maybe. But I, here's my thing though. I, I I agree that you want it to be Devin Booker's team. For sure. And even when Chris Paul's on the floor, I mean, it, it is really Devin Booker's name. I mean, he's leading the team in scoring. I mean, that's he's he's their clutch scorer when it matters. And so is Chris Paul. But I mean, it, it's definitely a Devin Booker shot. But I think that Chris Paul unlocked so much on the floor for guys like you mentioned, Mikhail Bridges. I mean, DeAndre Ayton said it himself. Chris Paul is the best thing that ever happened to my to my I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he's the best thing that happened to me in the NBA in terms of, of developing. Mm-hmm. So you, you want to re-up, but then you – I'm not going to just take the simple way out and say that Chris Paul is going to all of a sudden age, but, like, the injuries he sustained here in the playoffs, I mean, they're they're legit. And, you know, 
he's had issues staying healthy in the past and he's had a good year of staying healthy here compared to the before, but even though he brings you so much, I, I'm just scared that he's the, the injury factor is going to show up again, but I don't think kicking him to the current, getting somebody else, maybe trade or sign and trade while he's valuable. I don't know, but I, I don't think they're going to get anybody who's as impactful as Chris Paul. I think they could get worse if he decides to leave. I know he will. No, they'll absolutely get worse if he decides to leave. They're, they're not coming close to replacing that amount of impact that he's had. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's fair enough. I, I just think in my head, I'm kind of looking at it as they got Chris Paul in to, for this team to realize their potential. They've done it now, and now it's time for these guys to be able to do it without, without, without CP3. I mean, yeah. even if it's a year without them and it's a bit of a struggle and they spend that entire year just analyzing and working and trying to find someone that can come in and have a similar sort of impact. But it's on Booker, really. Booker's, Booker's got there now. There's no there's no more, oh, it's oh, he's still only young. Oh, oh, he'll get there. There's no more of that anymore. He is going to be scrutinized for everything he does now. He's going to be put up on the same sort of levels as all team leaders, the likes of, of Dame and Portland, the likes of Steph in Golden State. He's got to the, he's got to the, the highest level in basketball, and this is his time now. He, if he is going to be... The next Kobe, the, the the next guy, the the next one that that people expect him to be, he's got to start doing it now. He he he's well, got people like you ruin it, comparing him to Kobe. Stop. I hear I wasn't the first one to compare him to Kobe. Come Stop. On. <laughs> Stop. I I think I think he'll be up for it, but I think the reality was that Chris Paul was brought on not to bring them to the finals. If I I you know I I respect that athletes are going to say and 100% believe that they were going to make it to the finals. But I think that most, I mean, fans, and I think most people across the league would not have pictured the Suns being as dominant as they were and being in the finals. So I think Chris Paul elevated this team beyond just being a poverty franchise and hoping to make the playoffs. I mean, making it just out of the first round would have been a success for this team. The fact that they made it as far as they did, I mean, can't take that away. Can't take that away. This team has shown that with a player like Chris Paul, and I mean, Chris Paul himself, they are capable of making it all the way when the stars align. Obviously, every team needs the stars to align in some way, but a lot did go their way, not having to face some key players as as healthy as they could have been. But I don't think that the Suns are going to change anything up either and i I'm, I'm curious what they would do if chris ball decides to do something as crazy as like some people are suggesting joining lebron james then then the suns really are questioning if they can compete in the playoffs because the west let's not we don't even have to list it up we know the west is going to be tough again it's not going to be the same ride that it was making it uh the way they did to the finals next year yeah, no, that's that's very true. But I think there's a lot of teams that are, are, are in a similar sort of position to them. And it's just going to come down to, to hard work, really. Obviously, they're not going to want to see Chris Paul going to another team. But at the same time, there's, they're, they're, it's probably he could end up on a really big contract and they could really come to, re, to, to regret that. Two years, 50, would you say yes? That's the best deal, probably. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be so hard to to, to be. It, it'd be a really brave and tough decision to 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 deny that. But 
Probably three. It actually would probably be three. It's just tough to to think beyond the fact that he is. I know players are playing a lot longer, and you got guys like LeBron who's still hopefully going to be able to dominate at 36, and that's uh, CP3 around the same. But at the same time, You'd be really nervous about giving him giving him a big deal and, and getting stuck with him. Yeah, and so that's what they thought before. Maybe someone would be someone would be dumb enough to try it. The Bulls, maybe. But <laughs> I, I'm I, I am curious about these guys you mentioned though, because I, I saw so much potential from Aiton, and we got we got to give Aiton credit. He he did his best against Giannis, who is going. I mean that again. That was such an insane. A same series every single time. Imagine being eight and trying to survive that every night. And I think zero help. Yeah, I, I think him. that was it. <laughs> I know. Seriously, it's it's gonna. We've we figured out now. I think any team who's going to have a hope against Giannis is going to need two really athletic bigs to figure it out. Really figure it out. And uh, tough blow for for the Hawks, by the way, for Okongwu to yeah. be uh, having that torn labrum is going to be out for six months. That That's that's tough. You really wanted to see him make a jump. Some of those plays that he had on Giannis really was were eye-opening. And that was the exact thought I had. You know, like if, if the Hawks, if other teams in the East want to be capable of, of uh, competing, they've got to have a guy against Giannis. So but, that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see the Simmons and Bede combo on Giannis. Yeah. I think that would have been interesting. Yeah. But, again, Giannis just tearing me right right off what I, what I was saying. Um so talking about eight and talking about bridges, talking about Cam Johnson, these guys definitely made a step forward. And a lot of it did come from Chris Paul, absolutely. But they they produced with um, plays running through them. Cam Johnson had was looking like an elite off ball shooter. Yeah, and Kale Bridges really. I I mean the end of the series at the end of the series, I think you just saw the difference between number one, a team who's been there and been closer more often. The Bucks had more experience in that that moment. Yeah. And I think that the Bucks have failed enough times where they know what it feels like to, to have it slip away. And I think the Suns really, those guys really got some of their first taste of that, being so close with letting it slip away, something the Bucks have, have dealt with and had that so personally. And I think the way that Giannis came out of the second half, I mean, he was a madman. Yeah. He, wasn't, he wasn't missing a single rebound. He wasn't missing a single loose ball. He was not going to not dunk it on your head. And that's something that it didn't didn't come out of the young guys on the Suns naturally. I mean, that, that's the first time they've they've dealt with that. But I wonder if that makes or breaks some of these guys. And I think for this team, the way they've played, the toughness that they have, that'll make them. Maybe Chris Ball doesn't come back next year, but I really do expect that their game's gonna be at a higher level just from the expectations that would be set upon them by themselves and by the team around them. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't absolutely agree. I think this is really gonna push this team on. It was it was great for them to do it. In their in their first year, it wasn't just a got to the playoffs out in the first round. They they went the full distance, and it's it's absolutely going to stand to them over the next few seasons. And I'd have to I'd absolutely have to agree. I'm looking at guys like Bridges. I think the two of us both believe he's got the potential to become an all star in the future. And I think he's really got it. I think he's going to be able to show it next season. I'm not sure if he'll get there next season, but I think he'll. He'll certainly be in the conversation. People will be saying this guy could be an all-star this year. There's no doubt about that. Aiton's got to step on. He's got to find a way to to become a bit more of a facilitator, a bit more of maybe a passer even if he gets balls in and yeah. to be able to find uh, 
to find the guys open like like Booker and like and like Bridges. If he can add something like that to his game, it would be it would be absolutely huge for this Phoenix Suns team. And you hope after what we've seen in these playoffs that he is a uh, he's going to be working hard all summer and he's going to come back at, at that same level and, re- and ready to take another jump uh, next season. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll have that because we've seen more than you know most of the postseason that really galvanized his his run here has been his finishing at the rim, being an incredibly elite rim runner, being a better interior defender, having having better switching ability, and just across the board. But one thing that you know we only just got to see flashes of was his face up game. But every time he faced up. I mean, it looked good. It looked like something that the Suns could work with, but, you know, it's not something they've run too many sets of throughout the regular season. Hmm. So who knows? If Chris Paul doesn't end up going, maybe that's a need. That's that's where Monty Williams goes to Aiton as more of a, a high a high screen role guy, a high, uh, a high post player. So maybe that's something that he ends up getting the opportunity to have if Chris Paul isn't there. But I'm interested to see where he goes from that. And, and Mikhail Bridges, too, as a passer. I mean, that, that's something that he doesn't just have to be a, a corner shooter that sometimes cut into the paint, just looking for back doors. I mean, he's had some moments in transition playing with DeAndre Ayton as a good passer. And I think they have a lot of chemistry there. I, I'm curious to see if he gets the chance to be a little bit more on ball next year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting now with the to see that and see how they develop and see what where they go because obviously Denver made it to the to the conference finals last year and now obviously this year even before obviously Jamal Murray going down was a big blow to them but even before that it was it was just kind of Jokic taking over they didn't they didn't kick on to the level I thought that they could obviously the injury what was it was a huge blow in the end and if this team sticks together and stays healthy it's going to be interesting to see where they end up maybe maybe what 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 level we're looking at them come the all-star break uh next season have they faltered or have they have they truly kicked on has this has this loss in the finals really was that all that they're they're ever going to do or has it really just set them up to to succeed in the west yeah man it's i would not be shocked if you told me i mean looking at the way the west is constructed if somehow you had a first round Nuggets Suns series. I mean, you're not crazy if you say the the Nuggets win that, especially if they're healthy. Mm. What if it's what if it's Dame again? What if you're facing Luca? What if you're facing LeBron again? The Clippers. I mean, who knows who makes a jump? If the Grizzlies make a, another jump next year, I mean, there's so many. It's so hard to make it. Monty Williams said it best. I mean, when he was at the podium, and he was just looking out in the crowd, and he said, "You don't know." like how hard it is to get here. And he just said that with absolute like realness, real emotion. And it, it was so true. When you look across the league, it's so hard to make it. I mean, so much has to go right. Put as many asterisks as you want. But the fact is that a lot of things you have to go right. Even if you're a great player, Chris Paul is an all-time point guard. Devin Booker is an up-and-coming all-star. You can't discount the fact that it you don't have a lot of these opportunities in a lifetime, in a career so rare so i mean it's it's sucks to see that slip away but on the other side and for for milwaukee for Giannis to, to have this moment and, and i do want to talk about the general impact that this has on small markets look at toronto look at um the bucks now 
there's hope for small market teams. It's not all about, you know, it's not all Lakers now. It's not all Miami now. It's not all Boston now. You've got to consider these teams. Let's talk about the Memphises. Let's talk about the, the, the Phoenix team. Let's talk about, you know, maybe who's, who's up next. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, the, 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 the minnows of the NBA seeing this have really just got to, it has, just has to fill them with confidence and belief that they, that it, it's still possible to do that in this NBA. I mean, sometimes you look at the NBA now and you think, okay, if you're not a super team or you're not LeBron James, you have no hope of doing anything. Giannis has shown us that that, that, that just isn't the case. And he, he, he was a uh, he had no no uh, he wasn't hiding uh, what he was saying about uh, joining the super team just playing this part. But he <laughs> he's like I don't want to blow up anybody's spot. It's like bro, you just blew up everybody's spot. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't have to name names, but we all knew who you're talking about. Yeah, and uh, but that that that's what you there's so many guys in in a similar sort of position to Giannis now. Where like when he was drafted, like you look at the likes of uh, of Jamarant, you look at the likes of, of Lamelo, and even you could even say like Luka Doncic, they're they're in positions where they're playing for teams that they've had small tastes of the big time, but they've never done it consistently. Giannis has, has built his team up. He's bit, become the best version of himself, and he has got his team to the promised land. And then they just got to be looking at that and thinking, "I'm next. I'm going to be the next great story to to go and win an NBA championship." Can we clarify for people what you mean by minnows? The small markets, you, you know the, the small fish, not the even small, small markets. Fish. The small guys, fish and a small the guys farm. who, if they make the playoffs, you almost want to throw a parade for them. <laughs> we we not, we're not calling Giannis, not calling Middleton, we're not calling Drew Holiday. We call them the minnows. Is that what we're calling? As players, absolutely not. I'm saying in, in general and <laughs> uh, franchises, like where were the Milwaukee books when uh, when Middleton and Giannis came in? Poverty. Brandon Jennings. That's where they were at. There you go. Brandon Jennings, Ersan Ilyasova. Who else? Perennial oh, playoff team who were all pretty much always getting knocked out in the first round. That's that's how perennial. No, I'm th- I'm thinking. Even- listen, I'm I'm talking pre like Derrick Rose times. Okay, yeah. No. I'm thinking Derrick Rose times. Dark days. Man, they 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 came a long way. So did the Suns. I mean, the Suns to to go from, and, and I was trying to explain this to a friend the other day, the, to look at the Suns and their trajectory over the past five years, the way that they've turned things around, the way they've, they've not been like that team in the lottery that's just hitting it left and right. Like they, they missed so many times and it, they weren't even tanking. They were just genuinely a bad team. Yeah. They're generally a poorly constructed team. Look at the fan attendance. It wasn't great, but look at how, good they were in the finals man it's like that city came alive during the finals mm-hmm. they're so representative of how they've come so far from that team that was just known for weird extracurricular issues their draft picks not working out and just failure after failure and for Devin Booker to be involved in something that's great and for the Suns to, to make it back this quickly it's 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 crazy and we talk about small markets I mean name these small market teams that could be up next. And I think instantly the Grizzlies. Yeah. I love them this year. And, and, to, and I think that gives them oh, hope. I know big you are in the Grizzlies. <laughs> Man, I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I think next year is going to be huge for them. But we'll, we'll have their, our time to talk about them and 
when we talk about the uh, the postseason, but just the general impact of the storylines of this finals and how we might look back on it eight months from now when the next finals are coming around, how we might look at these two teams, but the league as a whole. Um, just such an awesome way to cap off a crazy season, a, a weird but crazy season. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the best way, it's probably the best thing for the NBA to see to see this Yana story. People that weren't watching the finals, people that weren't, will be big on the NBA, will be seeing this, uh, all the stuff about Giannis, the way he grew up, how, how important family is to him, everything, they hear his story. And that can, that can bring, that can bring a, a new audience into the NBA, a, a new legion of fans from, from Europe and stuff like that, which is huge for the NBA. And, and uh, long may it continue because uh, I know I'm not alone uh, from being from Europe and, and loving the basketball, but there's uh, definitely an, an untapped uh, market out here. And you're hoping that a, a European star like Giannis winning the championship, the great story, they hope that has the, the positive impact on, on the league as a whole. Think about it. The two best players next year, you, you could you could make a good argument. Three, the threes, you could say three of the top five mm-hmm. NBA players right now are, and maybe four are not from America, and three of them are from Europe. I mean, you think Embiid, Giannis, Jokic, Doncic, I mean, these are all non-Americans, and the way the sport has become increasingly popular, you got the the African League now. You got all these players. Everyone's being compared. Okay, where's the next Luka? Where's the next uh, Jokic? Where's the next Giannis? Mm-hmm. They're, they're looking for that next great Euro player. Um, look at this guy Sengun in the draft. He's starting to rise up. This Turkish big man and Bulls Bulls Nation all excited about. This uh, guy coming out of Serbia, hoping he's the next Jokic slash Doncic. And it, it's cool to see how the fans have just embraced this um, foreign basketball. And you're seeing the that stigma of, of European basketball go away. And you're seeing that even more so. Look at how Nigeria beat the U.S., how convincingly with the NBA talent they have on that team. Um, it's amazing to see. And, and again, just another storyline of how uh, Giannis's win here is more than just his win. It's to win for a coach, his, his teammates, an entire continent. And just, it's, it's amazing, man. I can't say enough about it. <laughs> yeah, it's about the, the most important thing is that uh, Giannis and uh, was it Giannis and Thanos got their rings after, after the break yeah. with the Lakers <laughs> last year. Are, are they the first, uh, the first complete uh, set of brothers to win? I'll have a ring. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Another element, another element of the other story, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, soon we're going to be talking about some draft picks. Not just any draft picks. This is, I think, one of the most hyped up drafts in a while. I feel like we have that every other year, right? I mean, think about Ben Simmons, and then you fast forward to um, John Morant, Zion. We've had so many star-studded um, drafts. And this is no exception. You have a clear top four, but then we're starting to see some other interesting names. We've done some draft analysis before, but next week, I think we really want to dive into it. So really look forward to digging our teeth into some of these prospects outside the top four. We didn't get to talk too much about someone like someone like Sangoon, maybe Davion Mitchell. A lot of these guys, there's a lot of talk about movement, people going up and down the draft, teams trading up and down or out of the draft. There's going to be a lot of acrobatics that happens over the next couple of weeks. A lot of smoke, maybe even more fire 
And I really can't wait for draft night, Joe. That's going to be TV. And the NBA never stops, man. We just stopped watching the, the – I almost said the Super Bowl because I was going to say, you don't have this in football. As soon as Super Bowl is over, it's, it's over. But now the championship's over. We got the next best thing, and it's how our team's going to adjust. How are we going to draft? Are we going to figure this out? And I, I love it. Never sleeps. Absolutely. It never stops, and it's uh... – it's a big draft. It's a, it's a big moment for for a lot of teams in the NBA, and it could shape uh, their futures over 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 the next uh, five years and e- and even beyond. It's it's always a fun night, and it's going to be uh, very interesting this year because there's a lot of talk about trades and swaps, and it's going to be very interesting to uh, dive into it and uh, and explore kind of the guys outside the ones that are we're talking about outside of the Cades and the and the Evan yeah. Mobleys and that. It's going to be going to be an interesting look and. You guys should definitely tune in to get your full uh, your full lowdown on everything NBA Draft 2021. Absolutely. And let me just get your temp real quick for the top four. Are you still in on Cade, number one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And are you still are you still locked in with Houston in green? Not, not, not as much. I'm, I'm still probably – on the, on the I'm right flipped, side man. Of it, but on, I'm flipped. On Everything I'm reading, everything yeah. I'm reading is is tying them. It's it's a, it's 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 a weird one. It's it's uh, I don't really know what way, what way to to expect it to go. It's it's going to be the Houston is a real real interesting, real interesting one ahead of this draft. All right. So the last here, are you still in on uh, the Cavs? And Mobley. Yeah, I think that's where they're going. Still on that? Okay, I think they're right. open so, for Green, but I think they're they're, they're going Mobley if they if three for three. And and if and we'll we'll see. They're definitely going to try and make a trade for Sex, and we'll we'll see that includes. I mean, yeah, I hope he's a Nick. Yeah, me hope too. He's a Nick. But he apparently they want to pair him with Love now, so that that could make it a bit bit tougher. Number four, what we're hearing a lot about, and let, let's think about this: the Bulls had some weird, weird, small little inklings of Patrick Williams? Question mark. Maybe, but it didn't really come out. And then they then they snagged him, Patrick Williams. Scotty Barnes is having a very similar trajectory right here. The way he's shooting up, I mean, this is another Florida State guy getting a lot of ties to the Raptors. Jalen Suggs might come out of the top four, might be available five, six, seven. That's going to change the dynamic of the draft. But a lot of ties coming out of the past week, Scotty Barnes. And is it just smoke? I think there's fire there. I'm I'm changing my mind on that. I think. Well, we'll see how I feel when we record next week, but I, I'm I'm leaning in based on the number of reports and the same amount of time that you know this Scotty Barnes stuff might be real. Uh, you can't believe everything you read. Come on, I've died. I wasn't, man, <laughs> man. Oh, all right. I'm I'm signing off right now. I'm signing <laughs> off right now. Colin Sucks is going to the Knicks. Wildlands going to the Knicks. Did you hear today? There's news. The Knicks are going to get Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> Says user zero two four four five four five four. Ronan's like, oh my god! <laughs> Enough! Don't tell me. Don't talk about that. Don't believe what you read on the internet. Yeah, well, I got it. You got to do it. It, it, it. It'd be weird if you didn't do it. So one last time, congratulations to Giannis and the Brooklyn Nets. The twenty twenty one NBA championships. The draft is next, and we'll be breaking it down on the next episode. Take care, guys. Peace.
Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Coast to Coast. Don't forget to hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at Coast to Coast NBA Podcast to hear your takes discussed right here on the show. And remember, take every shot and love every moment.